If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. It's been particularly hot here today. I'm someone who prefers a cool breeze to warming sun. But what I find magical about a roasting hot day is that you have to slow down to its pace. There's no point in fighting the heat. You'll lose every time. It took me a long time to learn this lesson. And now I love slothing around on a hot day taking more time to watch the birds shelter, to welcome any breeze in the trees, and to even enjoy the beads of sweat on my skin. It's also a great excuse to have some ice cream, chat to passers-by, and maybe have the occasional water fight with some friends. (laughs) But now, it's time for bed. Come, Relax with me beside the fire. And let me tell you of the day I joined the birds in their evening flight over nightfalls. The view was beautiful enough to have etched itself vividly into my mind. But there was something else that made that day as memorable as it was. That was the day I first met Devani, the wonderful person with whom I got to share that view. Before we enjoy the sights and sounds of nightfalls from above, why not take a moment to relax and let your guard down, to ground yourself in the present and allow your senses to open up once more. Come to a comfortable position and enjoy a moment of stillness 
perhaps for the first time all day. As you settle into that stillness, pay attention to the way the soft cushions feel beneath you, allowing yourself to sink even deeper into them. Release your head and neck and feel the soft support of the pillow beneath you, cradling your body as you drift into a state of deep relaxation. Notice how the air feels across your skin and how the sheets feel beneath your fingertips. Now, turn your attention to your ears, listening first to the sounds within your body, to the gentle sound of your breath drifting in and out. Perhaps you can faintly hear the steadfast beating of your heart. Now, take your attention outwards and listen beyond the borders of your body, centering your attention on the sound of my voice. Drawing a deep breath in, enjoy the taste of that fresh air as it flows into your lungs and exhale as you feel your body beginning to relax and your senses opening up to the world around you. Now, if you're feeling ready, our flight over nightfalls can begin. As the clearing welcomed another perfect dawn, the bright golden blaze of the sunrise framed the perfect silhouette of the mountain it rose over. The sun shone brighter and brighter still until its light seemed to flatten the contours of the rock face and the mountain appeared to be nothing more than a shadow eclipsing the sun and putting pause to the waking day. It always astounded me to see the mountains, such pillars of earth and nature, that it always made me feel so small, be dwarfed by the sheer magnitude of the beauty beyond our planet. I had adapted easily to life in nightfalls, just as the wild flowers closed their petals to take shelter from the occasional bout of rain. I had learned to seek sanctuary in the mossy walls of the shelter I built when I first arrived. I felt as flowing and abundant as the river that cascaded over the cliff edge and into the lake below, and suspected I knew the sights and sounds of nightfalls better than anyone. Strangely, when I awoke that morning, my mind settling back into my body after a long night dreaming, but my eyes not yet open, I found that the wind was whistling a little less tunefully than it tended to. As my eyes finally fluttered open, 
I was greeted with all the usual sights and splendour of nightfalls. The curtains of night had, once again, been drawn back on the spectacle of summer, and the birds that nested in the clifftops took to the stage, dancing in the sky above me. Act one of their ballet commenced, and I watched each wing fall into perfect formation as they swooped across the summer's sky, gliding together, not a feather out of place. They soared higher and higher, the sound of their morning chorus climbing with them. I often wondered what nightfalls might look like to them, from all those meters above as they soared and swooped across the cloudless sky. Most days, I tended to miss the opening bars of their song, their sonata of the sun, as it were, for I usually dozed off a little longer than I had that morning. But beneath the crisp harmonies that bounced off the hillsides, and swelled to the point of crescendo in the clearing. I could sense something was different. Another sound was cutting through the song and carrying under its melody. It wasn't until the sleep that clouded my mind had finally dissipated that I saw her flying 400 metres above me and grinning from ear to ear, drifting in soft circles down to the beach. A woman, who had come to mean a great deal to me, was masterfully preparing her paraglider for landing. The woman was clearly a seasoned flyer, for she drifted in the same circles as the bird, for a long time. From my spot on the beach, I enjoyed the sun that shone through the technicolor panels of her kite and painted vibrant pink and purple shadows onto the soft sands I sat upon. She must have noticed me from the sky, for she didn't seem startled when I brushed the sand off of myself and wandered down the shoreline to make her acquaintance. Hand outstretched, she introduced herself as Devani. I felt sure I must have known her my entire life, for she set me at ease like family might. I couldn't help noting as she spoke that for someone who had just been soaring through the skies above, there was something wonderfully grounding about her presence. Devani seemed settled in herself, comfortable in her own skin, and at ease with herself in ways I had never managed to be until I rediscovered nightfalls. In general, I found that there are two types of people in the world. People that enter into your first meetings and friendships, assuming they will like you and want to befriend you, until such time as they're proven otherwise, and people that approach newness with caution, 
and assume, initially, that others' intentions are bad. Perhaps I've been guilty of taking the most pessimistic approach in the past and guarded myself too heavily. But it was clear to me that Devani fit into the former group. Talking to her on the beach that morning, it was clear that she seemed to always see the very best in people and trust fully in their good nature. She laughed loudly at my bad jokes and smiled even wider when she noticed that her own jokes had brought a smile to my face. Devani loved to fly with a passion I found beyond inspiring. My curiosity getting the better of me. I couldn't help but ask her how the paragliding contraption worked. A wicked grin lifting the corners of her mouth. She said the paraglider could only truly be understood in flight. If, of course, I felt up to the challenge. Although heights had never really been my thing, I couldn't help but trust Devani, who said she'd be happy to take me along for a flight that very afternoon. In thanks, I offered her breakfast, which I had almost entirely forgotten in the excitement of the morning. We wandered back down the beach and up towards the campfire. I began to prepare the breakfast, toasting fresh mushrooms I had foraged the day before over the flames, and warming tomatoes I had dried in the sun and marinated in the fresh olive oil Anwen taught me how to press. It was in those moments cooking breakfast for Devani and chatting to her by the fireside that I realised I could truly be myself around her and that it had never actually been my responsibility to try and morph into a version of myself people might find more lovable. In getting to know Devani, I realised that perhaps it was my responsibility to be open and show people who I am, to allow people the opportunity to know and love me if they want to, but never to try and earn that love or kindness by changing myself. Devani's sense of inner ease taught me that, as did the openness in her eyes and the kindness in her smile when she talked about her life and told me her story. I had always been fearful of loving too boldly, of appearing too emotional and making myself vulnerable to another. I realised that morning that, in Devani, the emotional expression that I feared, that trust in her instincts and connection to the emotion that flowed through her every thought and ebbed into the clearing with her words, read as bravery. Where have you flown from? I asked her, as we both tucked into breakfast. Devani said her journey began on the northernmost faces of the mountain range, for the peaks are a little higher there. It made sense for her to gradually travel south and gradually lose altitude. 
She explained that her plan was to traverse the entire mountain range, flying from peak to peak with only a map and the compass to aid her. She hadn't told me explicitly that she'd been looking to make an escape, but I was quite sure that her plans were indicative of it. She would be taking time away from technology, relying only on her map and the kindness of strangers to point her in the right direction. Are you enjoying it? Are you happy? I asked her, surprising myself as I realised quite how much my priorities had truly shifted in my time beside the falls. Where once I might have asked her about her work and allowed myself to consider a job description a personality trait, I had learned that work, though in some cases a passion well pursued, is not definitive of a person. Nightfalls had taught me that the sights a person chooses to see, the things they elect to learn, study, observe, and enjoy, say much more about a person than a job title ever could. Devani was beaming when she told me she'd never felt freer than she did when she was flying. Her thoughts twisted back through the passage of time, and she told me of the time her parents first took her to the circus. Though most of her memory of that day was a little faded, one moment of it had remained clear to her. The edges of the memory crisp in her mind. The wonder she had witnessed remained vibrant and crystalline in her mind's eye as she relayed it to me. Sitting in the bleachers, aged six, her little feet dangling in the air as she perched between her parents in a chair far too big for her, Devani told me of the first time she saw a trapeze act. She told me of how it captivated her, and indeed, as she spoke of it, her thoughts seemed far-flown, as if she was reliving the moment all over again, buoyed by the joy she had felt in that moment. She spoke of the way the trapeze artists flew across the arena, twisting and turning, swapping bars with one another, Flight seeming to come as naturally to them as it did to the birds. Devani said she had never seen anything so beautiful. There was something about that art, the performance of it, blended with the athleticism and the daring it required, that inspired her, that had set her yearning for her place in the sky from that day forward. She was never interested in flying to impress anyone, though she herself considered it an impressive feat. Devani wanted to fly for herself, to feel the breeze rushing across her skin 
and tousling her hair. She wanted to fly for the feeling of freedom she felt sure it would grant her. Devani said that it was harder to sweat the small stuff when you could truly zoom out and see life from afar. The bird's eye view had gifted her a greater sense of perspective. One, she said, she would forever be thankful for. When she was old enough, her parents enrolled her in circus school on Saturdays. It was a place where people came together to harness the skills needed to travel with the circus. But Devani wasn't sure she liked the idea of performing. She simply enjoyed the opportunity to learn how to soar through the air, from bar to bar. After years of learning to fly in the safety of the big top tent, she found herself craving greater heights. And it was then that she began to take paragliding lessons. At first, she practiced in tandem with an instructor to ensure her safety. And much later, after hours in the sky, she purchased her own set of wings and took flight. Devani said that that first flight was the most freeing experience of her life. I had barely finished my breakfast when she asked if I might be ready to take to the skies. And with only a little trepidation, I agreed. We began meandering up to the top of the mountain that the sun had risen over just that morning. The walk was long and winding, but I rather enjoyed having the time to show Devani the wild and wonderful beauty Nightfalls has to offer. After much discussion about the blooming wildflowers and the birds that nested in the surrounding pines, Devani asked if I had cut the path we were taking up to the mountaintop myself. I gave pause at her question, for though the path had indeed been my idea, it had been etched into the landscape by the magic of the falls. And knowing the magic was always listening, I didn't want to take undue credit I pondered to myself if perhaps it would be nice to finally have someone to share the hidden beauty of nightfalls with, besides Anwen, of course, who had been wise to the magic and madness of the place for centuries, and sometimes seemed a little less awestruck than I did by the mystical wonder carrying over the clifftop and into the clearing. My desire to share my knowledge of the magic lingering in the thicket around us was almost overwhelming. But there was perhaps a part of me that worried Devani wouldn't believe me 
and might begin to think me foolish. Taking a deep breath in, I reminded myself that Devani had given me no reason to assume she wouldn't receive what I had to say with an open mind, or be anything other than respectful of my faith in the magic, even if it didn't transpire to be something she herself believed in. Perhaps it was unfair of me to assume she would meet my admission with friction. And as I stewed upon the matter and we walked side by side through the comfortable quiet of the forest, began to realise that my assumption she wouldn't believe me likely had more to do with my own instinct for self-protection and preservation than it did with the content of Devani's character. With that in mind, I resolved to tell her. For Devani seemed to see the very best in people and always made her best effort to understand them, just as she did the world around her. Watching her wander through the forest from the corner of my eye and witnessing the joy that life brought her I felt sure that I wanted to live with that same sense of positivity, tangled up at the core of my being. So, I opened up and allowed the truth to flow from my mouth. Though my secret was a happy one, the weight of keeping it to myself had no doubt been a burden to bear, or rather, a tension bound up in me. I had been coiled like a spring, practically bouncing with the need to share my excitement over the magic. As Devani listened, her eyes lit up, and I could tell she wasn't afraid. She was intrigued. Reaching down, she brushed the petals of one of the wildflowers on the forest floor. And I willed the magic of the falls to curl it into her hand, guiding the flower to nestle against her palm, as though a cat might when it yearned to be scratched behind the ears. Beaming back at me, she asked me if I had done that, and I told her that I had gotten a little help from a friend. As we journeyed on, I spoke to her of the magic's playful character, and the friendship I felt I had forged with it. I told her of Anwin, whom I hoped she would one day meet. By the time we crested the summit, I had managed to digest my breakfast. As Devani began to assemble the paraglider, I could tell she had an excellent eye for detail, for no component went unchecked. 
by the time I was strapped into the paraglider beside her. I felt safe and knew she was in complete command of the kite. I could tell she had an understanding of the elements, second to none. It wasn't scary leaping off of the mountain peak with Devani. In her eyes, I saw the pure joy that flying over nightfalls had brought her. And I felt honoured that she wanted to share the same sight with me. I've never felt quite so weightless as I did in that moment. My feet lifting from the ground as the wind lifted the kite into the air. As time passed, I began to understand the sense of freedom Devani had been talking about. No longer bound by the landscape I looked down upon, we were able to carve out our own path, just as the birds do. There was something rather liberating about not having to find or follow a path already cut through the forest, but instead to fly over it. In the sky, there were simply no obstacles, nothing to steer around or avoid. And indeed, even the things that had seemed like obstacles to me from the ground looked less significant from up here and seemed far more surmountable than I had previously understood them to be. The sense of perspective a bird's eye view granted me was nothing short of wondrous. Beneath us, nightfalls glittered like a jewel set into the crown, like peaks and troughs that rose up from the earth and formed the mountain range Devani was hoping to traverse in her paraglider. The waters of the lake glittered like a blue sapphire, ringed by the knitted branches of emerald green pine. Beyond the circle of pines, the ring of mountain peaks that protects nightfalls from the bustle and business of the outside world, glowed a deep, earthen brown and glittered gold as the sun began to set. I could, for the first time, see the full length of the river stretching from its glacial source and flowing into the lake in nightfalls. As the sun caught the icy plains of the glacier, I got a sense of the sheer magnitude of it for the first time, and realised that there was no risk of the river ever running dry. Nightfalls and the magic that flowed into it would continue to flourish for centuries to come, and I considered myself blessed to be a part of this chapter of its story.
As we began to dip back into the clearing itself, we circled softly through the air, watching the birds perform their curtain call before they settled in for the night. The birds didn't seem at all disturbed by our being there. They made way for Devani and I, just as we made way for them. We charted a course towards the same spot on the beach Devani had landed on earlier that day. And as we neared land, I realised that although I had enjoyed seeing nightfalls from above, I enjoyed watching Devani see nightfalls from the sky even more. There's truly nothing quite like watching a person do the thing they're most passionate about. And Devani seemed almost to glow with the pure joy that the freedom of flight brought her. After a soft landing, we folded up the kite and stored Devani's flying gear in the shelter at the foot of the falls for the evening. With muscles tired after a long day flying and sleep clouding the corners of my mind, I told Devani that I was just about ready to turn in for the night. Devani said that she was planning to make her next flight early in the morning, for she liked to fly with the birds at sunrise, so it might be wise for her to catch a couple of hours of shut-eye too. She said that she might be gone before I woke up the next day. Perhaps she had sensed my disappointment, for she clarified that She'd be passing back through in a few weeks and was thinking that perhaps she'd like to spend a little longer around the falls if, of course, I fancied some company. Sharing a smile that I might once have tried to suppress, I confessed to her that I would like that very much. As the sun finally dipped below the mountain peaks and the blues of dusk bloomed across the sky above us, we stretched out upon the beach. I noted that the soft sand beneath me was still warm, the heat of the day gently ebbing out of it and into the muscles of my back. Just before my mind drifted beyond the curtain of sleep, I heard Devani suggest, perhaps a little more shyly than I expected, that if I ever wanted to watch her fly, I would be able to see her gliding over the different peaks on her journey across the mountain range, every day, from dawn to midday. I told her I couldn't wait to see her soaring across the skies right before I drifted off into a deep sleep.
and my mind drifted back to the beautiful flight we had taken over nightfalls. <laughs>